because you're just like recording in. Or you can't even really record at home. Do you have access to anything? Uh, no, I don't. I've I've never recorded in a pro studio in Victoria. Damn. There was one. There was a really nice studio at my school I went to in Montreal. Yeah, yeah. It was like top of the line, like. Very, access. To yeah, and it was like full board, like full rack of vintage audio equipment it was amazing i didn't even record there that much though because it was like covid times and i was a shut-in so oh, that's right yeah because you yeah. it was like how early into school did covid hit uh it was already oh, it was already going it, on. it's already going on for like six months i went september 2020 so it was already pretty that's so shit man pretty bad and we were we were allowed to go into class it was just like very social distance and you had to have your masks on and shit and honestly i just i I would have to wake up so fucking early to get to class and at the time i just really didn't want to wake (laughs) up at like 7 7 30 i was just not and i just couldn't do it it's probably the only time that you could go in and like record was the only time well yeah i wouldn't i didn't really want to like show up after class i felt like that was kind of lame so (laughs) i did do that a few times i would like go to class and then finish and go like or like leave a little early even and go but yeah, I don't know. Did you go to school with any people who are like still recording now? Yeah, a lot of the most of the kids who I went to school with are still making music. And are they actually more of more people are making music now than were at the time when I went to school? Like they've kind of yeah. grown. Like some of them were more beginner and have kind of grown into it a little bit. Yeah, because that's the big thing. Is like you learn, you learn sort of, um, you learned a lot to do with uh, music production then. Mm-hmm. But your confidence probably wasn't like super high up there. So you give it a couple months after, and you're like. Okay. Yeah. Because I know a bunch of people who like started with production and some people that I follow online that started with production and then it took them like months to get into it. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as you get over that like speed bump, you get the ball rolling and then you just kind of go for it. I felt like at the time I had probably been producing, writing and putting out music longer than anybody I actually went to class with. Okay. So when I came in, I've... There were there was some there was some there's like some people there who were really talented musicians and had been making and like recording music for yeah, a long yeah. time and and uh, like singing and rapping and shit but nobody who was really producing like I felt like there was not a lot of people who were producing to the level I was right yeah yeah um, so I think I maybe didn't take away as much as other people did okay. going there yeah. it was mostly just like sharpening the skills I already have and learning stuff outside of production yeah so how did cool. like, how did you teach yourself. I'm assuming that's what happened. Yeah, yeah. YouTube. Just YouTube? Yep. I, I love hearing that. Because <laughs> there's so many people I follow that just learn from YouTube. Like, I mean, it's now good. you know. It's you, the best. <laughs> you got musical theory down, right? See, like that, most of the people I Kind of. <laughs> They're like, yeah, I don't know. I just put shit together that sounds good. Yeah. That's how I learned how to do it. Yeah. I know a, a decent amount of music theory now, but I've been doing it for five years. So yeah, yeah, okay. And it's not like I tr- ever tried to learn it. It was more like a byproduct of just yes. creating music and like ha- learning what I needed to learn to make yeah. the stuff I wanted to make. And you started putting everything together, and it, it comes together and makes sense. Yeah, it does. When you see everything, all once you've been once you've been making music for long enough, you kind of know when shit sounds off. Yeah. Like, listening to newer art, newer producers and shit who are just getting into it like they can kind of tell what sound what sounds good but yeah. they like their ears aren't fully tuned into like what they're actually making yeah, and it's yeah. hard it's hard to make it sound good at the start so oh totally yeah i mean you listen to the first couple episodes of my podcast this is fucking <laughs> it's so bad i didn't know how to properly like uh like fine-tune the audio mm-hmm. everything was just choppy and it's just all like a learning process 
Do you do any processing on your audio after you record it for the podcast? See, wait, can you ask me that? I don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> like, so in Premiere, <laughs> I have access to um, uh, some fine tools for audio, mm-hmm. and I guess that would be audio processing. Like, yeah. I can, I can turn. I've got this one, and it's it's called a D Hummer. Okay. And it it takes, so I don't really understand how the tool works, but I've been able to to work it mm-hmm. so that. There was a there was a hum that would happen like a, a very small frequency that you can hear yeah and that like was, 60 hertz yes yeah. exactly it was actually what was it it was 80 it was 81 hertz okay and this thing would give you like a 120 hertz pitch mm-hmm. and it would just be like this it would show you a graph of a um, like an audio peaks yeah and it would I just kind of drag it until you don't hear the hum mm-hmm. anymore that's cool you know actually if you're if you're are you are you running this through OBS first? This is through OBS right now. Yeah, if you're running if you're running it through OBS, then before you put the audio into uh, bef- like before you, you you can put FX on before you record it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So you can like go into your, your micro your audio input chain, yep. and then you can put like an equalizer or like a oh. or like some uh, like denoising right. stuff on there. So this is uh, the audio goes into that that zoom mm-hmm. down there but it doesn't ever go into obs oh it doesn't So obs is strictly just video oh yeah okay now cool. like i said i i'm just like shooting shit at the ball and see if it sticks i have i haven't really been taught much so there could be one step that i'm doing it's just completely redundant as is maybe using that to record instead of obs that's good too is, <laughs> and it has is, a mixer on it it does have a mixer Mm-hmm. Don't know how to use it, so whatever. <laughs> I'll probably have to get you to show me after. That's cool. It's I, I was the first thing I noticed of like all the gear when I came in here because I've I've owned one of these and one of these yeah and these cables <laughs> and I'm like this is all like I I, I recognize this stuff but I didn't recognize that. So that oh that's new to me. Yeah yeah <laughs> that thing is super. It's pretty goaded. It's it it was like maybe two hundred dollars. Nice and you can just end up throwing an SD card in and it'll write audio. Cool. Whatever. Cool. It's like powered by battery. Gotcha. Um, Th- these are great. I've I, I this I recorded a lot of my music on on one of these. I I didn't switch me- microphones until like twenty twenty ish. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right before I went to school. So uh, anything I made before that was on one of these, and they're great. So <laughs> and they're like a hundred bucks or less. They're like ninety dollars. These things are so cheap. I yeah. got such a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> the Facebook Marketplace come up. Ooh. The uh, the come up. The music before actually first of all. Sage Dick, everyone. Introduce. Howdy. What's your... Sage Dick. Thanks, Hollow. <laughs> <laughs> I I had an issue before before today where I like, like we talked about this probably a while ago. In fact, I actually was able to get a date pretty recently, but then I was thinking, I'm like, I don't know if I actually know how to pronounce his name. My I name? Said, yeah, I was like my my artist name. Your or artist my name. name. <laughs> I know how to pronounce it. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh shit! Is it like thanks Shallow or thanks Hollow? I'm like, this is fucked. I'm like I can't do I can't do the podcast. People anymore. usually think it's it's thanks Shallow. <laughs> so it is thanks Hollow. It is perfect. Okay. My name. Everything well, it used to be Hollow. It used to be Hollow. Yep. It's way too hard to find on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> way too fucking hard to find on Spotify. Is so, that why you changed it? Yeah. Strictly a spot. Okay, I get. Just generally, yeah. just not like anywhere. Yeah, it's just too hard to find hollow, and I actually like it more. If I refer to myself when I'm when I'm like rapping or singing or something, yeah. I refer to myself as hollow usually. As hollow, okay. Yeah, and people who I record with, 
still refer to me as hollow. Like very rarely do people refer to my, me as that hollow, <laughs> which See, is fine. I don't even, I don't even care. It does. It's just, it's just a, it's a title more than a name. Yeah, exactly. It's just a way to look me up. That's, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. I, like it kind of reminds me, but it's the vi- or it's the uh, reverse of, of like logic way, way back when he was, he used to be like psychological. Uh, and that is such <laughs> a fucking down. mouthful. So then he dropped it to logic and I'm like, and everyone, you know, picks that up earlier. Yeah. But if they're keeping, if they're keeping hollow in the raps, that's, mm-hmm. that's pretty decent. Nice and easy to get off the tongue. True. It's crazy that I was like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of Chalice Gambino sl- slant- slander lately on Twitter. Really? People just like, I don't know, just Twitter toxicity. I feel like I've been getting more more of in my feed, which sucks. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Everyone has, man. It's, yeah. They turned the dial up. <laughs> they did. But like Chalice, people just like shitting on Chalice Gambino and other artists that I like. And I'm like, what the fuck? But I was just thinking like, why the fuck does he not change his name? Why <laughs> yeah. can't he just make music under Donald Glover? That name kind of sucks, honestly. Dude, it does kind of suck. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> and it, it's just, it's it came from the Wu-Tang generator too. That's the funniest part about That's it. That's some good lore. That is, I like it, the lore. <laughs> it is some deep lore. The uh, the Wu-Tang generator, because he put his name into it, and then just spat out Childish Gambia, which objectively is kind of corny. It's corny. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, like, what were they trashing, trashing for? Uh, I was seeing people shit on uh, This Is America, saying that it was uh, like a... Sh- saying that it was like a shallow uh, approach to like racial issues and like and like civil rights issues in the states but who like yeah what the fuck i i, I first of all i don't i i don't agree with that because of this the how big of the stage is for when for him when he's making a song like that yeah and how big the stage was for that song yeah i think maybe you know it's not like there's nothing that deep in the lyrics or anything but yeah. uh the but just the like the fact of how big of an of an event that it was it just like makes up for that I think. Like people are they complaining that he just kind of like used that to put a song out? Yeah, a little, a little, a little bit. Yeah, I mean like there's no way that you can do it at the, when you're at that level when you have such as big a stage. Mm-hmm. Like you should, depending on you know the artist, you should be able to put out something like that for yeah. something as as big as civil rights, and then not get shit on for it. Yeah, well, came well, up four years ago. Shut the fuck up. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know much. About, I don't. I don't. I don't <laughs> even involve myself in, in political shit. Usually, I just like don't like people shitting on yeah, Josh yeah, Gambino because exactly. I think he's like <laughs> one of the best. Like, uh, I don't know, creatives ever, probably. Yeah, as a creative in general, I've I've seen so many YouTube videos just like detailing his entire, um, just his entire story, mm-hmm. like going from actor to to director to. Uh, like a rapper yeah like when he's uh, you watch community right oh yeah when he's that's on one of my s- favorite shows yeah. ever <laughs> he's on the set of community and he's just writing out rhymes yeah like, i was listening to a podcast with allison brie on it she played uh, i forget what her name was annie. annie yeah um and she was saying that there was like days where they'd be on set and donald glover would just be writing out rhymes and then she finally went up to him and was like kate you keep doing this let's hear something and then he rapped for her and it, she was like Oh wait! What the fuck? You actually, yeah, you're good. That's sick. That's why are, sick. Why are you here? He met his pro- he met his producer on Community. Did he? Yeah, and they've and he's been making music with him the whole time. Oh no shit! I didn't. And know this that. and this guy Ludwig Göransson also does music for like every TV show and movie yeah, ever. He's like, is that I his swear producer? To God, 
Yeah. Gor- yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. I don't know how I know his name. Because you see it in every credits of everything because he's done like so much like film work and TV work. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Okay. Yeah. I think I I think uh like Gambino was one of my favorite artists when I was in like middle school, yeah. Yeah, early yeah. high school, like loved because of the internet as a teenager. But I, at this point, I fucking love his like TV and movie. Are you watching Atlanta? I've watched Atlanta a lot. So. I, I just <laughs> finished the episode last night where they're, what was it? They, they did the pajama party. Oh, that's my favorite episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. What's uh, oh, what, what's the bodyguard's name? Tracy. Tracy just like open palms that <laughs> down the stairs. Slow mo. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Yeah. I was I was literally just telling uh, Lindsay about my girlfriend about. Yeah. Now that was my favorite show or episode. So that's sick. so funny. Yeah. What a weird coincidence. It's such such a good show. Childish Gambino is like an entire creative is 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 it very inspirational to me absolutely me too just to be able to yeah i don't know what it is but just to do anything and then be successful even mm-hmm. if it like and be able to stop something too that's the biggest part true do you think he's going to be making music no probably not i don't think so and that's totally fine that's fine i've i've i didn't even really like his last album that much and yeah i loved atlanta yeah and I'm okay if he just continues to do like TV and film. Yeah. It's not my decision. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not my decision to make, but I think it's like, he's just, that's where he wants to be. So Whatever. I think it's cool that you can, that it's possible to like move horizontally career wise like that. And I think people are probably, probably a lot of people are okay with that because his work is so good in, yeah. in that field. And no. you don't want to, you never want to burn out. That's the biggest thing. No. Don't want to fall off. Do you think that's a real term, falling off? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like people fall off every day. It's hard not to fall off. Honestly, it's yeah. harder. It's harder not to fall off than it is to fall off. Yeah, exactly. There's so many like people wanting to take your spot when you're that big. So, do you think that's that's where the term is falling off? Is when someone takes your spot, or mm. you just burn yourself out creatively and you start putting out just shit. Maybe both. I didn't, never really thought about it that way. Which is kind of a hard thing to look at, too, because then you got you got artists who are putting out albums just because their label mm-hmm. is telling them they, they sign, like, a six-album deal. So they're just putting out shit albums. That's, oh, that's brutal. That's rough. I would hate to be in, a, in, like, an album deal scenario. That's, like, always... It's just, like, always how artists want to yeah. stop making music or bands yeah. break up because they have to keep making like albums together i don't know and 10 years ago that was the norm like it's crazy how well mm-hmm. with social media people can be independent and actually go out and make music yeah speaking of which are you wanting to keep making music i make music every Perfect. week nice. <laughs> at least a couple times are you getting to a point where you want to like drop a drop a song a week do you do you have an idea i guess what i'm trying to get at is do you have a, an idea of where you want to send your career because you really have all the power right now all the control creating uh, marketing i want to perform more i perf- yep. i've done i did a couple shows like opening nice uh, okay and that was really fun i want to perform more um i want to put out another music video and i need to make an album i honestly don't want to make an album <laughs> because it's going to take it's just going to take up so much of my not even just my time but just like my head yeah creative 
headspace. Yeah, it's like oh, when I when I get into that into that flow of like making music like yeah. every day, every couple of days, like it's just it's like just all consuming, and it's hard to balance like work and life and everything else oh. when I'm in that space. But it's it's like it's really fun, so it's hard not to. That's a perfect. You just sparked a question I had earlier was, or I was thinking of earlier is what is, can you tell there's, when you get the feeling of like inspiration or creativity, do you know if there's something that you do throughout the day that'll spark that? No. Or is it just whenever it happens? Yeah, it's just whenever. And then, there's, there's, I've never nailed down any pattern. The only, pa- actually the only pattern is I'm more creative at night. I think most, yes, pe- I think most, most yeah, people yeah. are. I don't, and I don't, and I don't know why. Maybe it's because your brain's been running longer, yeah, and more ideas have been like, kind of bouncing, bouncing around in your head, like. But, about probably after nine. Yeah, I'm the same way. Mm-hmm. That's that's why I was bringing this up because whenever I have like bits or something to to include on the podcast or even like figuring out topics to discuss, mm-hmm. it's like three seconds before I pass out. Oh yeah, and I shoot up awake and like fuck. <laughs> So then I write down, I have yep. a whole list of notes, forget them all. And then I wake up the next morning and I open up my phone and the notes app is the last thing that was mm-hmm. open. And I just read the note. I'm like, oh. Are they good? They're usually pretty good. That's awesome. I mean, I'm a little arrogant. So. <laughs> <laughs> usually, usually when I, oh, it's really hard when you're, when you're a producer. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. yeah, it's, it's a lot longer form of an idea. So like, I'll be, I'll be in bed, like ready to go to sleep, about to pass out. <laughs> And then like a song kind of appears in yeah, my yeah. head and most of the time I ignore it because I am tired to to and want to go to bed. Yeah. But when I get up and make it, it usually sounds like shit <laughs> <laughs> because I'm so exhausted and it's like, it's a lot easier to just like think about it than when you're tired to go like, go and try and replicate yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. So it usually sounds, usually those ideas are garbage. But if I hop on my computer and start working on music around 10, or nine like then the music's good and maybe there's not like an overwhelming idea that i have before i start yeah but the ideas come a lot quicker yeah like they come together there's the quote um inspiration comes from action i that I is true very heavily believe mm-hmm. in that like when i when i have like a small idea for like a sketch or something i'll write like the first couple sentences down yeah. and then i usually sit there for 15 minutes going wow this is dog shit yeah like i should not be doing this and then after 20 minutes pass, I'm like, oh, shit, wait a minute. I've got a whole idea. Mm-hmm. Here it is. That's sick. Um, anybody, anybody creative will have uh, these ideas like pop into their head throughout the day, different things they want to do. And, uh, and sometimes it can be hard to like to hone the, all those ideas in and make something out of them. But yeah. if you just like sit down with like an empty head and you just start fucking around with things that you think are going to be interesting or sound funny or whatever like you know start writing down jokes just brain farting onto a piece yeah, of paper yeah. or you like start chopping up samples or whatever then you know shit what was going to come together and it's going to be like more cohesive than just like putting down a random idea yeah, that no, you totally. have when you're like about to pass out it's it's yeah it's all from that's for that's for me action is very important in my creative process that's uh, that's exciting when uh when was the first time like was there because i have this often where i mean obviously every guy wants to try and 
at least produce music at some point in their life. Um, <laughs> or write music or, or be in a music. band. Yeah. Or like or play an instrument or, or rap. Yeah. Or yeah. go do stand up. Like everyone <laughs> yeah. has that idea once. Pretty much. What it happens usually when I hear a song and I hear like a certain type of tune where I'm like, oh, wait, that that's a little different than everything else I've heard before. Mm hmm that like caused that spark of inspiration what was what got you into creating music what was the thing that was like oh shit i actually want to get into something like this uh, oh shit is there like an album or a song mm. i started writing raps in my phone before i started producing music <laughs> <laughs> and i was probably like 15 so they were like real funny real cringe yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like talking about like like bitches and hoes yeah. and like smoking fat weed and like <laughs> cool cool as fuck and smoking the, fat weed and i think and i can't really remember why i wanted to start making beats i think actually no no, no i got it my friend uh my friend matthew had fl studio on his computer okay. which is like a, yep. a digital audio workstation yep and uh and I think we were just like fucking around in it, in it, and I had heard of the program before, and I thought it was cool. I understood that like that was what producers or rappers yeah. use. Yeah, yeah. So I just wanted to really wanted to download the program to try it out and like see how how it worked. And I downloaded it onto my brother's computer, and it got him like crazy amounts of viruses. And then yeah. I think I deleted it and stopped. <laughs> <laughs> but then I told my parents I, I I really wanted a computer, so they got me a laptop for Christmas, and then I got fl studio on and it and you're uh, making beats off the laptop yep oh way to go yeah my dad got hooked up with like a deal on like a work laptop from dell yeah yeah it's a real piece of shit <laughs> but, I, but i made it go pretty far that's so <laughs> and sick. shout out to them for buying me that <laughs> yeah because yeah. that started it all <laughs> that's that was the uh, yeah. the beginning so did you have any of your songs now anything come from that laptop or is that like a, a year of your career right there nah that was most of the career <laughs> it was most of the career <laughs> I, uh, it, it died one day when I was in class, when I was at in Montreal. Yeah. In Montreal. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. I tried to install like a, uh, like a driver to run an yeah. audio interface and then it just never turned that. back on. Wow. <laughs> so I had to get a new laptop. So I guess I've had the one I have now for like, uh, two years. So you're still making music off a laptop. Yeah. Hey, fuck yeah, man. Hell it's yeah. But it's a, um, it's a ROG Strix gaming hmm. laptop. So it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it runs everything really well. I've had very little issues with it. Dude, that's so tight. Most people make <laughs> almost everybody makes music off a laptop because you. But usually it's like a MacBook or something. Yeah, yeah. I bought a MacBook to edit and quickly forgot nice. that uh, I didn't have enough space to do anything on that. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know what it is about the laptop. I think it's because it's it's portable yeah. and you can like if you're gonna go produce somewhere like yeah. go record with somebody. <clears throat> I like it. No, that's, it keeps you super mobile. It doesn't mm -hmm. keep you like, I mean, this whole setup has to stay here. Yeah. I don't have a studio as of yet, and I probably won't for a while because just in the beginning stages, but mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> the the laptop is pretty key. Yeah. I think, well, I had the choice. I, I spent a lot of money on my computer because it's a gaming computer. Yeah. I think it was like 1700 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And I had a choice of getting like a desktop or something, and I was, and yeah, I just wanted to get a laptop no. more. It'll just hold you down. And yeah, and I needed something to bring to school or like yeah, exactly. bring around. So so another question is when it came to the school, like we talked about it, I don't know if we talked about it before recording or after, but when you took that course at school or that 
that entire program. It was what a two year program. It was eleven months. Eleven months. Yeah, and it was it was super condensed, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that helped you? Like how how much do you think you like profited from that? Whether experience wise or or like confidence wise, maybe. Well, the best thing that came from it is that it got me the job I work at now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because, uh, well, they just, I, in my interview, I told them I went to the school, it was on my resume or whatever. And they also understood I was a musician, yeah. was interested in audio. I work at an audio video <laughs> installation. It's not like super musical. Let's fucking but, go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they, but I think that that piece of paper really helped and showed that I was committed to like wanting to yeah, work in that field and be around sound. Yeah. Cause I didn't have any other like, uh, prospects for, for, for career. Yeah. Or just like, I didn't have any other good references in audio to actually right. boot for me that I was going to, that I was going to enjoy that doing that work and be good at it. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that helped a lot and that's what it, I, I credit it most for. And then, uh, I also didn't work at the time when I was doing that course. Right. So I would like do class and then like produce and write music like every single day. And that's what I really, that's the one thing I musically, I think I really profited from is not working yeah, and yeah. doing school and like just learning and writing music. I didn't even think about that. Cause that's like, those are 11 months that you're pretty developing. Like how old were you when you were there? 19. Yeah, that's that's a crazy age to have that much free time to I know. go creatively. <laughs> I know. Because <laughs> I feel like after, again, a career, if you I think most people, not most people, but a lot of people get stuck down in a career around the early 20s and then they kind of lose the creativity mm-hmm. unless they finally hit that point where like, fuck it, I'm just going to go all out for yeah. my job and just go as hard as possible creatively. But getting that time, like 18 to 20, to be creative and grow. Mm-hmm. You also learn like discipline too, right? Yeah. Which is kind of, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're writing every day, right? Like you've got, yeah. you've got some sort of drive towards doing that. True. Whether it comes easy to you or. Yeah. It also helped that there wasn't much to do because it was COVID. COVID. Yeah. That's and true. I couldn't socialize a lot. Uh, kind of could for the first four months. It was like, just like regular lockdown. You can hang out with friends. I didn't have a ton of friends at the time, but then, as I was making friends and like getting more comfortable in the city, when I got home, I went back to Victoria for Christmas. And then when I went back, there was a curfew. So you couldn't go out past eight. Oh, and, and this is in Montreal. That was in Montreal. Martial law. That was fucked shit, up. Dude. That like, yeah, that was like, those are like the worst months. But also I made a fucking ton of music yeah, that, at yeah. that time because I was like literally home every single day. Yeah. Barely went to school because I was just like exhausted from like staying up late and like writing music. (laughs) Went to school. (laughs) (laughs) We was all online, so I would just like turn it on in the morning and like zone out and kind of listen. Maybe fall asleep. (laughs) Fall asleep a little bit. (laughs) But then even if I did go into school, I'd fucking fall asleep too because I was was super late every night, fucking (laughs) writing shit or like playing video games with my friends a little bit. Grind. Yeah. Do you? This would be kind of like a switch up. But this question I thought of because I, maybe I'm just weird with, with music and sounds, but there are sounds and songs where I like pick that out. I, I was mentioning it earlier, but there's sounds and songs where I'm like, I don't know why, but this 1% of the song mm-hmm. I fucking love. Mm-hmm. And it completely changes the entire song for me. Like specifically, yeah. there's a couple songs that it, it featured in, in like, I think early 2000s hip hop, but like the cowbell, the mm-hmm. cowbell right before 
either a new verse or right before the chorus hits like the 808 cowbell yeah like the funk cowbell yes yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah. i hear that in a couple songs and i don't know it's just i don't want to be fucking cliche it's gross but music to my ears like that shit for real I, I hear that, like, damn, okay, they know how to produce. They probably don't. It's just that one sound, and I'm like, <laughs> Stock, stock, like, stock sound in yeah. there, like, D-A-W, yeah. Is there a, a song or a snippet, or is there a snippet in one of your songs that you can pick out right now where you're like, this is one of my favorite snippets? In one of my songs? Yeah. Oh, that's a sick question. Uh, hmm. Let me think. Well, I'm gonna think. Of, I'm just gonna think about my last song that I put out because that was my favorite song that I'd put out. What was my favorite snippet of that? Um, actually, never mind. There's this. There's this one song I put out called Fangs. Fangs, yeah. Um, that was a and couple it, years ago. Yeah, that was that was in 2021. Uh, in the intro, right before the verse hits, I did like this. I I, I like. Uh, recorded like a tiny vocal snippet right. and then it was like a and then it was like a delay that um, got like the length of the delay time got longer and longer and then shorter and it just oh, sounds like shit. a super like weird psychedelic stretched out sound and yeah, I like yeah. fucking love that sound and it's like the besides like the intro melody it's like the first thing you hear <laughs> before the song starts and I think it was like really cool and it, and it was like something I just learned how to do when I was making yeah. that song and yeah, it yeah. worked like perfectly I'm glad you actually had an answer for that because mm-hmm. I was asking that. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's my, I'm, I don't know if that's my favorite, but that's the one that comes to mind right maybe now. I'm just, yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's still one that it sits out in your mind. Yeah. You, you can pick up on it. Mm-hmm. There's a, do you know who Joey Valence and Bray are? Mm-mm, no. Like, um, they're, I don't even know how to describe them. Basically, <laughs> basically Beastie Boys of today. They sound exactly yeah. like Beastie Boys. Gotcha. They're making music pretty similar to them, but they're adding like their own twist to it. Uh, they have a song called Dance Now, and they included, do you, do you ever see like the Talking Ben memes? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They included him saying, it was either yes or no. Okay. And it was in the position of how, like, like how I just described the cowbell, like the sound you hear right before either the beat drops mm-hmm. or entering like a new verse. And that's your favorite thing about that song? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's my favorite. <laughs> but I, I listened to it and I'm like, I, as soon as I picked up on it, because I was listening to the song for the first time and I heard it, I'm like, oh, wait, wait, what the fuck? I've never heard anyone use that before. Mm-hmm. Just adding like a meme clip into it. I've been doing that a lot in the music I've put out lately. Really? Yeah, it's just, I don't know, takes the edge off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Which isn't, it's not like the best thing, but it's just, I don't know. If, if I'm just making like some one, one like production session instrumental yeah. that's just like super... Uh, sort of melancholy kind of raw yeah then i'm just like throwing in something like <laughs> silly to like to just like take a little bit of the pressure off like raw sound effect three yeah for real <laughs> wasn't i i put out an instrumental like a couple weeks ago and it was austin powers on the cover and um 
what's the first uh, i put at the beginning of the song a, a clip of somebody saying uh uh this dj did not clear any of these samples <laughs> <laughs> and just like having that as the intro just like to take the edge off take the pressure to, like take the expectation down a little bit yeah yeah that's yeah. so funny yeah. i find that i find that with editing too like when i'm editing videos i might just like throw something silly in that part of it is just it, it's it's entertaining yeah it's like the most it's like it's fun creatively it's like yeah. more fun to make something when it's like kind of entertaining in like a silly way yeah yeah because it like at the end of the day you don't need to be serious no nah, i'm not kanye i'm not yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not like making <laughs> super serious like statement level shit just yeah, like yeah. making instrumentals and whatnot like whatever and if you fuck with it you fuck with it yeah that's sweet man what do you are you like do you have any shows lined up no mm -mm. do you should get some where like how do you you how do you even start to get yourself a show like previously how did that that work out i had people approach me oh people approach you for it yeah like uh, friend like friends, friends and, yeah. art, and artists other people who are performing as well yeah we opened for me and my me and my buddy tavish little babs opened for uh dax for dax who's dax you don't know dax, I don't know dax. uh it's like a super weird like this is canadian Vic, right? yes oh, okay. like a weird canadian rapper from ottawa oh crazy Made's like uh, uh i don't know he's making like country rap and like really like self-serious weird emo rap i don't know you'd have to look it up yeah, it's hard yeah. to explain <laughs> hopefully the people know who dax is yeah big, i guess big shout out to dax big shout out to dax that's yeah. so funny and where have you performed capital ballroom that's both cool. times oh yeah fuck yeah dude that is an awesome venue to perform at. It is an awesome venue to perform it's at. It's so intimate. It's yeah. so tiny. So many people fit in there. That's it was so sick. sick. The first show I did was with uh, um, my friends from, who, uh, from Coronation Collective. It's like a group of rappers from Victoria. They hit me up and I did right, like yeah. one song with them. And the, the crowd was fucking bumping. Cause they all, cause it wasn't like they, we were opening for like a way bigger artist or anything. It's yeah. like, they were the second to last act and right. ev and most of the people there knew who these, who they were, who they, they were. Yeah. They wanted to see them and yeah, they just went crazy for us and it was just, hype. oh, it was so, I was so fun. The second time it was, um, for Dax, like yeah. I got to do, I think I did three songs with my buddy oh, and they were all like i think we performed them really well but the crowd was just kind of like yeah kind yeah. of medium we, they were they were looking for something else and yeah. that's that's okay it wasn't it, i didn't again if you fuck <laughs> with it you fuck with it fuck yeah. off if you don't pretty much ah, okay so yeah. when when it came time to being ready for that well how did you figure out your set list i mean you've got a couple songs out on spotify so the first one, the first gig, uh, it was like the only, one of the only songs we had had out together where I like was on the chorus and yeah. they wanted me to sing the chorus. And then uh, me and Lil Babs, we have like probably four or five songs out and we just picked our like three favorite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. It was fucking sick. What's <laughs> your, uh, like if you were to get the crowd hype, what song would you choose right now? Of my songs? Yeah. none of them are that hype what's ho scaring no they're all like very like chill kind of melodramatic yeah, yeah. uh my instrumentals that i some instrumentals i put out are definitely some ho scaring uh <laughs> hype shit uh 
maybe i would even open with one of that like open on like the decks do like do like a couple like dj tracks or something and then like throw on one of my tracks and go perform can you spin can you dj a little bit no i cannot (laughs) nah (laughs) the tiniest bit not to like a crowd level yeah 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 Um, no encore beach club quite yet mm -mm. one day one day oh that's still exciting man i i've always wanted to go up on stage for something i don't know what it is I i think you do well really yeah thanks man yeah you you, you're uh you're confident enough i think you would do well yeah i can go and do something shitty and you know Mm -hmm. like be kind of mid at it um whatever but it's exhilarating yeah what did it feel like i want to (laughs) know the it's it yeah it's it's intense i i don't deal well with anxiety or pressure (laughs) so it's really intense the first time like did you booze a little bit before oh yeah i had to had to i think i had like four drinks because i was like fucking like shitting myself yeah, i was gonna yeah. like if i didn't have like a few beers i probably would have like been panic in the green attack. room like panic attack yeah, thrown yeah. up or something <laughs> so needed at least a buffer for the first one and then the second one it was like a little less nerve-wracking i think i took the beer count down by at least like one or two nice okay and that was a little more coherent and it was and which was good because it wasn't as hype of a crowd so if i was just like yeah. drunk rowdy on stage it would have been like <laughs> get the fuck off what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure when like post game here for one of the Rifflandias that we had. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like 20, <laughs> what? 2015 or 20. Rifflandia has had artists like three or four artists before they blew up. Macklemore before Thrift Shop. Yeah, I, I remember that one. That's legendary. Riff. Yeah, <laughs> that's a bit, that's like Victoria Victoria fucking fairy tales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> post Malone came here, I think. That's crazy. Right, maybe right after White Iverson. Mm-hmm. But anyways, when he played here, he was. In, he was unintelligible. Yeah, he was a fucking hammer. Yeah, that's Which is, a, you know pretty fair. I think it'd be most artists. Yeah, <laughs> totally. That's fucking scary. To go Weird perform. small town in Canada probably haven't hasn't performed like that much. Yeah, You're yeah. Like, I don't give a shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna get hammered and like kind of just put in a little it. bit of an effort. Yeah, <laughs> was White Iverson out at the time? I don't quite remember. I have to. Fact I don't know what else. I don't. I don't know any of his music before that. He probably had some stuff. It wasn't just. It wasn't. He had as a bunch big. of SoundCloud stuff dropped before. Um, he had this one song that was absolutely. It was unreal. And I remember sitting in. I remember sitting in my buddy Dale's Corolla. After, shout out Dale. Big shout out Dale. After uh, smoking a little, and we would play. It was called Hollywood Dreams by Post, and it was a fleetwood mac cover yeah that's the one that's like the i don't remember the title of that album but i think it's like a it's like a red filtered photo of like his hand yes. on his face his yeah, hands yeah, on his yeah. face or something yeah so that was a suit that was a soundcloud album okay i'm pretty sure it was a soundcloud album but there was a there was a track that soundcloud had which it doesn't have anymore which that you know a track is that co- like copywritten or something yeah SoundCloud to- totally yeah but it was it played the beginning of it was Hollywood Dreams because Hollywood Dreams on his album, I think, was uh, the Fleetwood Mac cover, and then halfway through he like com- he just goes and freestyles on a different beat. Cool. So they cut that part out and they they put the start to Fleetwood Mac's. Oh, fuck, what is it? It's dr- just Dreams by Fleetwood yeah. Mac. So they have his rap, and then right at the end of the song, um, which is actually another thing I want to talk about, where the end of the song keeps going with the core or with the uh, the proper beat mm-hmm. and it just brings in stevie nicks right away sick so it was super fluid. i've definitely heard that song before because i had that album downloaded on my soundcloud yeah, playlist yeah. 
There was one song with uh, Lil Yachty called Monte Ellis off that album that I, I used to listen to. Yeah. That album was so good. That era of SoundCloud <laughs> was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I discovered SoundCloud and then immediately that's like all I would listen to is just like artists from there like Suicide Boys and Bones yes, and yes. X. That was, uh, yeah. That's probably, that's probably part of why I started producing too is because I saw these artists like smaller scale that were making that kind of shit like just at their becoming successful yeah just like at their homes or like in their bedrooms or friends places whatever and like blowing up and making solid careers out of it i was like that's like there's that picture of x that i think he has in some of his old soundcloud stuff where he's in his room there's like bunk beds yeah it's like like anyone could just do this Mm -hmm. nowadays it doesn't matter you don't need shit no you can make a hit off your phone doesn't matter just need confidence yeah just need confidence just need to get lucky that's all do you know yeah, this would just be a, a far reach, but do you know a song that was made off a of phone by chance? Uh, I guess a better f- way to phrase that question is like, what do you? Th- what is the least amount of material that has made a song popular? Since we're talking about like X, look, like look at me. The audio okay. quality of that song is fucking dog shit. Like yeah. the recorded audio quality is yeah, fucking yeah. terrible, and it's like blown out compressed like terrible that and that song was huge like skyrocketed him and then another example recorded on like a phone or whatever uh juice world all girls are the same that uh that song uh the audio quality fucking sucks on that too so it was probably recorded on something worse than like this yeah or like a macbook yeah like just straight microphone and it's crazy if you listen to it uh i think it was released originally on soundcloud and whatever uh, it's the same audio quality that he put out on his album on Spotify. That's like how many times yeah. platinum yeah, and, yeah. and it's, it's got like a probably got a billion plays. Well, it's like, dude, it's just a different part of creativity, right? Like mm-hmm. not everything art wise has to be perfect. Like I remember I posted a video, I posted a video of, I think I was taking cookies and you know, this Pillsbury Christmas cookies. Yeah, like the Halloween cookies, mm-hmm. the ones that all taste the same. Yeah, 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 I would post a video of me taking them out of my oven, but I had like a filter where it was like easily like two forty p or like sixty four p, and the vi- the audio quality matched how compressed the video. was. I know the one. I used to use that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I posted that, and I put the I like took the cookies out of the tray, put them on the the oven, and it was I couldn't stop crying laughing. <laughs> I was just it was so fucking funny that it just wouldn't have been good if I made it. Just a regular video of me taking cookies out of the oven. No. But because it was yeah. overcompressed and just completely like eerie quality. That's that's great sometimes. Sometimes that's <laughs> what you need. Exactly. When I'm when when I'm making music, sometimes I look for like the things that are gonna make my song sound worse. To yeah. make it sound better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to make it sound more interesting. Like I'll put uh like bit reduction filters on my sounds to make them sound like uh they're playing off yeah. like a the fir, like a first gen iPod or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because it's cool. <laughs> Another reach, Freddie Dread. Yeah. Do you listen to him? I I I don't listen to him, uh, but he made a song with Danny Brown a little while ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's probably like my most played song of the year, Five Nights okay. at Freddy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's fucking hard. <laughs> I'm a huge Danny Brown fan. I've been listening. I listen to his podcast every week. Yeah. And I listen to his albums at work like all the time. Fucking love Danny Brown. There and that song goes super hard. That's crazy. I think, I think Freddie Dread does exactly what you just described, where he lowers the 
Yeah, he does. On that song, on that song, there's like a bit reduction filter on the bass in that song. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah just like in the production too. It's yeah, kind yeah. of like a, it's kind All of, around. it's kind of a staple in music these days is to like have some kind of lo-fi aspects to your music. Yeah, yeah. Even if it's not gonna be like lo-fi hip hop, just like lo-fi filters on. Yeah. Anything doesn't matter. Well, I mean, that stream is still going. That twenty four hours lo fi help mm. pop to chill and yeah. vibe out too. Yeah, Godspeed, for... keep it going. Been <laughs> <laughs> going for five years now or whatever. Mm-hmm. How Just much fucking spilled on myself, <laughs> goddamn. How much how much like money do you think they see off that stream? Off of the the Of the lo fi <laughs> chill beats study and relax too. Dude, I honestly don't know. I thought probably it was, not much. <laughs> I thought it was nonprofit for the first couple. Yeah, of probably years. don't make any money off of it. I don't know how they would. I don't even know if you can monetize live streams on YouTube. You can monetize. You can, they get well, donate. You can get donations can donate, and shit. Yeah, which See, they probably got a lot of donations because it's been running for a long time. It's run for a crazy long time. Well, I guess <clears> another question would be, how much do you think it costs to run that to stream your energy bill? Probably not that high. Probably like. Costs oh. like ten dollars a month. <laughs> but you got to be able to. You got to curate the music, though. I guess, but there must just be a playlist that they lose. There's, There's no way you, you're somebody's just sitting at a desk all day, like <laughs> queuing up shit to play. <laughs> Government psyop. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Fucking unpaid intern <laughs> at the lo-fi headquarters. <laughs> yeah. Never hasn't eaten in fucking years. Like lives off of like sunlight wow. and and mold. Vitamin <laughs> <laughs> D. Yeah. I saw. I saw because they have the obviously the photo of the chick that's like leaning over writing and studying. Then there's like a a building across the street that's got a one light on in like the apartment building. Mm-hmm. But there's another live stream that does like a different type of music, and it's a guy who's st- sitting over his computer studying. Mm-hmm. And the light across the street in that that video is his room, and you can see her building from his room. <laughs> brain brain blast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> saw it on Twitter and I was like, wow, I haven't seen the stream in three years. I'm like, okay, that information was cool for about 20 seconds. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever actually t- tuned into the, no, dude, I didn't the, go to, the low-fog girl. I didn't go to university. <laughs> I went to college for 10 months. I went to college for 11 months. <laughs> yeah. I, was li- I was making music. I you was were listening, listening to your to own music. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to look at my box of questions here. Uh, okay, let's let's switch it up a little bit. If we're deleting one genre entirely, which is it? And I'm talking like bass level because you know your genres are a little bit different. Yeah, I was gonna give some like stupid niche answer. Nah, hit it. Uh, what do we what do we really not need anymore? Uh we don't need dead rock anymore. It can go. Yeah, we're getting rid of dead rock. <laughs> dead rock can go. I'm sorry. <laughs> name, name a band. Of de- are we talking like ACD? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. All right. Fuck it. Get it out of here. We've all we've all heard it enough at yes. this point. I think. I Nobody needs to listen to ACDC anymore. I'm no. sorry. You don't like. No. I've heard fucking thunderstruck a hundred times in my life and not once has it ever been on my accord <laughs> i don't need to listen to it anymore that being said you know the- you know i listen to the fucking cue every day at work and That's i don't what want I was to just gonna say <laughs> the fucking yes victoria radio stations that's their same playlist that's like all I- it fucking is it's it's uh, foreigner you get uh scorpion you get acdc uh, like jackson brown jackson brown and uh like some canadian shit like uh 
tragically hip, dude. I can't. I don't mind the tragic rest hip. in peace. <laughs> I can't listen to tragically hip. Yeah, you don't fuck with him. No, I do. Not. Somebody else just because the cue ruined it, or because you don't like I it. I actually don't enjoy the way the music sounds. That's fair. When I get up in the morning, I don't mind it. It's okay. Like but dad, but dad rock can just but dad rock can. <laughs> It can it, it could take a hiatus yeah. permanently. We'll put it back because there's been other genres that we've lost for a while, and now they're coming back. But do you think dad rock? I don't think it's ever going to come back. Another name for dad no. rock is three chord rock. Three chord rock. Yeah. Power chords. Yeah. Because if you listen to it, it's just all the same. Like you can. I'm pretty sure you could take the lyrics or the audio files of this the uh, the vocals from any ACDC song, put it on mm-hmm. a different track. Probably sound the same. Probably. That being said, Thunderstruck in the gym, I will listen to. I'd actually be pretty sad if we lost Led Zeppelin. I really like Led Zeppelin. Yeah. Is Led Zeppelin dad? It is dad rock. Yeah, it just by association. by association. I think they're more. I think they're more creative than a lot of those bands, but they've they're in that genre. Dude. Unfortunately, you got to make some sacrifices. You know what? You Fuck country music. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> you know what? Now, now that I'm thinking about it, run that back. You know, like, oh, there's a lot of dad rock hits. Fuck, <laughs> fuck country music. You can take country music out of here. I fuck, I fuck with some country music, but I fuck with some dad rock songs more than I fuck with some country music. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> if you hit me with that, like, two months earlier when we didn't have any, like, sight of sun, there's no sun. You don't get off work at 4 p.m. and it's just it's raining out. Or yeah. It's gray. I would have said country can kick rocks. Yeah. If I get off work and I have a couple country songs in my playlist, mm-hmm. I got a playlist with like a thousand songs. So like, if one comes up and I just so happen to be driving, the sun is out, my windows are down, and it's That's like 20 fair. degrees. I'm like, yo. That's fair. I'm gonna throw some cowboy boots. I've never worn before. Me neither. I'll put them on. Fuck it. Sure. I'll kick some dirt. Get the hat. Been sun big belt. Once. Big belt. You've been a sun fest. I've been a sun fest. Yeah, you can you can ride for country music. Yeah, it's all fine. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> yeah, like most of the time. Yeah. Folky, folky country music. I really love. Folky Honestly. So I would be. Okay. One more See, there we go. There we go. Pop, pop country music. <laughs> that shit can go. Yeah, we can get rid of that. We can get rid of that. That's a okay with me. It's fucking sucks. Thoughts I'm sorry. Diplo. <laughs> he made Paper Planes by MIA. He did. He's also made uh, a lot of country pop. Has he really? Yep. Country pop's big. And I, not country pop, country EDM. He's got like... Yeah, that sucks. Sturgill Simpson. He's got like crazy... crazy. That sucks. <laughs> I, just, I just picked up on that. Damn. Cool story though. <laughs> yeah, that's that blows. Uh, he made... Um, where are you now? And yep. he made Paper Planes. Yep. And he made um, Wish by Trippy Red, which is a great song. So yep. he he can have those. That's okay. Diplo's all right. I think, I think he's kind of a scumbag, though. I've heard, I think I've only heard bad things about him as a person. So I think he's got like three baby mamas and a couple kids. Yeah. He's just a white EDM guy. Yeah. I don't know. What else I got on here? He looks like he probably doesn't speak a lot. No. He looks very silent, but like if he says something, it's like very evil or like very, very evil, very true, <laughs> like too true. <laughs> oh, oh, like like immediately just calling something out about your character that only you thought of. Yeah, in like, in like grade ten. Yeah, pretty much. You're like, hey, your nose actually does look fucked up. You're like, yeah. Hey, yo. Uh, in the middle of a party right now. Yeah. Why the fuck, you bring this up. <laughs> yeah, that's it's like that second chin of yours is really coming in. You're like, oh, oh. I only see that on my Snapchat when I'm like looking down. Damn. Thanks, Diplo. It's good to meet you. Big shout out to Diplo, I guess. Yeah. I got one here that says uh, art slash algorithms. 
No, they're this idea came around. I don't know if you've heard of them at all. It's it's called uh, Live to Create. They're um, <clears throat> they're a music label company that's starting in somewhere in the states. It's some guy who's our age who went to school for some sort of business mm-hmm. and then wanted to create a. See, it's funny when people want to create something that isn't a label, but it ends up just becoming. I'll label in some sort. Yeah. So it's an in-house like content creation, but it's all all based around getting an artist up on off the ground, and they've done well with it. They've gotten like two people who are like now selling out stadiums. Who? Uh, if I might ask, one is. Oh jeez, give me a sec. One's per- not not selling out stadiums, but actually getting shows, mm-hmm. and they're doing like shows in their backyard at this house they have down in the <laughs> states. Um, uh, M. Byhold, she's like a female pop artist. Okay. And then Pertinence. Pertinence is making some making some waves. Making some waves, but cool. what the question I'm trying to state here is. Do you think there's a big line between art and algorithm? Or do you think now, as a rising artist or someone who's wanting to get in, into that space, is that just something you got to... I don't think there is. I don't, I, I, or, sorry, I think there... No, I don't think so. I think I think good stuff often rises to the top. Oh, or, like, yeah. interesting yeah, music. Yeah. I think interesting music most of the time rises to the top. There's obviously people who will play into the algorithm, but I don't think it's, like, they might get a little bit of clout, but it doesn't last as long as if, if you're making right. something good. Um, so it's not and I, like I, a... I don't think... I don't think a lot of people really play into the algorithm as much as everybody thinks. I think that most people would just make the music that they want to make or, or yeah. think is cool, like... I don't know. I don't think so. Like even on a surface level, with uh, specifically, I don't know if you've heard of uh, his name's Abby the Nomad. Okay. He's an artist that he isn't playing into the algorithm by curating his sound towards the algorithm, but he is making his music. But then he's also uh, properly putting out uh, his self advertisement for it. Cool. So by using the algorithm to make himself mm-hmm. seen more, he's still making the music he wants to make, yeah. but his music gets seen more. You think that's a necessary evil no. with the art of making music? Yeah, I wouldn't even say that's an evil. I think that's just music promotion. Right, right. Um, uh, using the algorithm is great, I, but I don't think... I think when a lot of people make music, they don't necessarily make music with the intention of it like pushing through the algorithm yeah yeah that's true i think maybe they'll make something that would work really well for the algorithm and then their like promotional efforts work a bit better because that song is more catered towards the audience yeah, that it's attracting it's basically the same thing as making catchy. a song for radio exactly okay yeah so you wouldn't go out and you wouldn't make like you made a music video recently for your most recent song what was the name of it uh, it was called uh, I'll Be Waiting. I'll Why Be the Waiting. F- That's right. Fuck? That took a while. <laughs> <laughs> and that music video, you did tiny promotion. Like, you promote it on your story. Like, that's, like, the most base level sort of promotion for me. I promoted it on my story. I promoted it on TikTok. Um, I asked other people to share it. Yeah. It's, it's not a lot more than you can do than that if yeah. you're, if you're, like, independent 
the only other thing you can do is just do it a lot. Yeah, do it <laughs> and once do it. a day, once per week. Fuck, and I promoted it on Instagram for at least like a week and a half. Yeah, you did, straight. You did really well promoting it every day. Uh, I made like I made three TikTok videos. Yep. Uh, I did you know promote it as about as much as I can. I think I've learned. I think I learned from that and learned. I've been, I don't know. I've been on TikTok more. It's the best fucking way to promote your music. It totally is. By I, far. I hate and, the app so much, but. And I've just been trying to learn it. And like, I've been posting content on there a bit more and just like trying to learn what people like and what they don't like. Strictly for promotional purposes. Yeah. I'm going to make the music I want to make. Yeah, yeah. But um, I will cater to other people when it comes to promotion because yeah. that's how you, that's fucking promotion. It's yeah. not about how you want to do it. It's about no. how, what people, what's accessible. You got to be able to find out what hits promotion wise. Because that's yeah. that's your tool to to survive doing it. Totally. Do you plan on still doing that? Are you, did you when you promoted it? Did you feel like you were losing a part of yourself, or did you feel like you were nah. understanding more of the trade that is music? I understand the business. I, I'm old enough to know. I, I I don't I don't care that you have to like sell your image or sell yourself yes. a little bit yeah, yeah. or a lot. It's, it is what it is. It's like any fucking job. Yeah. It's like putting on my fucking. Carhartts all day and like <laughs> yeah, sweating really and like going up into like a ceiling hatch to like run some wires or something. It's the same shit. Yeah, you got to sell yourself out in life, and that's okay. It's just one part of it. If you want to go capitalism, in, that is just that's late stage capitalism. <laughs> Big shout out to capitalism for real. <laughs> so I guess yeah, I had another question out there, but do you want to be a touring artist? I assume that's just a given. No, or no, really? Nah, I'm too. I'm too much of a homebody. I don't want to. Oh, really? I, okay. I, I I would rather um, do shows here and there. I don't want to be on the road all the time. Okay. I like being home too much. Yeah, yeah. So is this? Do you always see yourself having another job besides being an artist? That's the tough call. Yeah, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> I mean, it's just like being asked where you see yourself in five years. Like, you know, I don't fucking know. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I, I mean, you know, I have my aspirations, but I, yeah, I don't want to live on the road. I like being home too much and that's okay. And I, I, honestly, I think I see myself as producer before artist, so I don't need to be hey, on the road yeah. all the time. Yeah, fuck yeah. So I'm going to keep recording music because I like to record music and I like to have my own art that's under my own name and face. Yeah. But I really fucking love producing and making beats and shit. So I'm just gonna, I just gonna keep doing that and yeah, pushing dude. that. And then yeah, I don't have to fucking, uh, I don't have you to don't go have on the road and move around. <laughs> yeah. Have you produced for anyone? Yeah, lots. I probably produced for at least like ten or fifteen different people. Yo, let's go. And I don't on, yeah, I don't. Pre- I, I like to just make music for myself a lot of the time. I don't like hitting yeah. other people up all the time, all that often. Yeah, yeah. Just make it, are you, do it for me. Are you making stuff and just putting it up? And if someone, you know, somehow crosses it and asks to go on and like hop on it, is that like a positive thing in your eyes? Yeah, I mean, if I if I were to be putting out beats, I haven't been putting out beats. I mostly just put out like instrumentals or like EDM songs these days. Oh, EDM. Or, or like songs that I record on. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if somebody, if people hit me up and want to uh, hop on my shit, then yeah, it's cool by me. That's I think so it's a sick. win. I I do have people hitting me up for beats every once and again, yeah. and yeah, 
You gotta come with <laughs> Hey, plug <laughs> it, plug it. You gotta come with a little bit of this first though. I'm not doing that shit for free. I'm sorry. I worked I worked too hard. <laughs> I've been, doing this, I've been doing this shit for a little too long. You got to come with a little bit of this, and then we can <laughs> figure something out. That's sweet. Yeah. That, that's really good to hear. I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're able to at least make some sort of profit for the work that you're doing. Yeah, I've, I've, I've sold a good amount of beats, and uh, I haven't made any money off of like royalties or anything. Yeah. But yeah, production I've, is like the main way I've been yeah, yeah. making money off of music. I feel like that happens with a lot of uh, artists. There's an artist I, I followed for a while. His name's Aries. I don't know if you... I know Aries, yeah. yeah. Aries, yeah. <clears throat> Aries did... Well, he also did the YouTube mm, thing. That's how he, I know Aries. Where he taught people yeah. how to make music. And... Uh, that helped me learn. Shout out. Put me on. Yeah. Big shout, shout out to Aries. I yeah. still fucking listen to that guy's music every day. Um, <laughs> it's actually... up. I'm going to be completely transparent here, but <clears throat> there's a podcast with him and uh, Cody Co. And I watched that podcast to tr- to be able to interview interview you. Really? Yeah. Should yeah. I watch it? Is it gonna, is it it's a good, good episode? Yeah, it's cool. a good episode. Ours is gonna be like ultimately better, but like <laughs> absolutely. <yeah. laughs> but he was introducing inevitably or interviewing a person who creates music, and I was like, well, I see myself more as the interview part, and I'm like, I need to be able to figure out how to properly, I don't know, figure out the questions, but I feel like. This has been smooth enough. Sick. Anyway. I think we've had a good dialogue. I think so too. I think we're pretty much right near the end. Yeah. Yeah. Going for about an hour. Um, You're watching Jackson's podcast with Jackson. <laughs> <I'm gonna use laughs> no, nope, we don't have a name yet. It's okay. <laughs> I'm using that as a soundbite. Yeah. Um, I had one more thing. I think I lost it. Where is it? Oh, I've listened to Alkaline like a million times and it reminds me, I don't know why I think of this, but it reminds me of like a PS2 game soundtrack. That's fucking dope. <laughs> Have that's you ever a, heard that? That's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, that's awesome. I, that's like the high, one of the highest forms of music, I think. Yeah, yeah. Compressed like PS2 music, <laughs> like, I don't know, like some fucking Silent Hill or like GTA. It's or Silent Hill or Final <laughs> Fantasy. Like I was sitting there. Ooh, I was, that's a, even better. I like that one. I was sitting there in my car listening to it and I'm like, if I held a controller in my hands and like brought myself back to like being twelve years old, this is exactly what it'd sound like. Sick. Yeah. That's dope. <laughs> That's a good song. I, I like that. That's one of my favorite songs I've put out. It is. It, yeah. I think it's really well well produced. Thank you. I, I hear it and I'm like, this is of a level that mm-hmm. I can see other that, That's one of my favorite vocal performances on any of my songs. I think I did I think I did pretty good on that on that one. I think it's uh it's I'll be waiting. Yeah, the tier list. Let's go. I'll be waiting. S tier. My song Francais. Have you heard that before? I haven't yet. That shit gets me hyped. I made that in like 2020 with uh, Lil Babs, Tavish. Okay. And Shout out Lil Babs. Shout out Lil Babs. Is he from Vic? He is. Let's go. It's my dog. Uh, we made that one in 2020. And I fucking love that song. It goes hard. That's number two. And then number three, Alkaline. Alkaline? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Hell Plug yeah. yourself. Let's let's hear. Thanks, Hollow, on Spotify, on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, I released a music video about a month and a half ago for my song "I'll Be Waiting." It's out on YouTube. You should check it out. And I'm producing lots and putting out more and more on SoundCloud. Thanks, Hollow, on there too. You should go check that out. 
and uh, should uh, check out 99ers podcast Yo. with uh, Jackson. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah, no Thanks problem. for having me. Boom. Sick. How right. was that, man? That was good. <laughs> that just that just like flows. It it flies so quickly, like.